Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another amazing guest joining us, Denise C. Herden Harvey. Denise, I probably said your name wrong. I very, I'm very sorry for that. <laughs> How are you today? It's such a pleasure. I am well. Thank you so much for having me. And you nailed my name. Yes. You yes. said it right. <laughs> Man, that's good. That's good. So we're off to a good start already. Amazing. Yes, we are. And just to introduce Denise a little bit, she is a speaker, a transformation coach, and a best-selling author who has a passion about God's grace. And so we're going to be talking about her recently released book, Emergence of Me, Discovering My Identity and Courage Within. And we're just going to, we're going to go to that. But first, I just want to give you the opportunity, Denise, tell us a little bit about who you are, why you believe in Jesus and how it changed your life moving forward. Absolutely. Well, my name is Denise, like Dallas said, and I'm so happy to be here. I am married. I am a grandmother and I have two adult children. My husband and I have been married for almost 39 years this month. I'm also a military spouse. My husband was in the air, the United States Air Force, where he re- he is now retired from there. So we did get the uh, chance to travel around a lot. And so mm-hmm. let me go back to as far as why I belong, uh, believe in Jesus. I have believed in Jesus since I was a child. So I am not an adult that had a, a big transformation of finding finding the Christian faith and finding, finding Jesus and finding and believing in God. I believed God and believed in God as a child. I would go to church and, and I would literally talk to Jesus and there was so much I didn't know. But one thing I knew for sure is that Jesus loved me. And for me, that was confirming because as a child, I didn't have those things said to me as a child from adults that you need to have. But one thing I knew for sure was that Jesus loved me if I didn't know and understand anything else. So that's my message as far as how I found my faith. And then, you know, as I'm growing up, you're getting your teenage years, you're getting into your, you know, your young adult years, you kind of walk away. You know, it's not even that I walked away because when I wasn't serving, was I what when I wasn't seeking, I was feeling all kind of guilty. Because I knew that there was more and I knew I needed to be doing those things, even as a teenager, you know, kind of took me away, but I never, I never strayed too far away from who he is. And I want to ask a question about that. If I can stop you for a second. Um, I was having this conversation with my wife a a couple of weeks ago about, is there a call on our teenagers or on our children to share the gospel? Is that a call that the children receive or that teenagers are responsible for? Or is it just something that kind of naturally happens? Are we expecting our children to go to school and be little missionaries? Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Denise, from your my thoughts, My thoughts on that is if Holy Spirit is working in you and he's drawing you and he's planting that in your heart to do that, and you have the boldness and the conviction, mm. even as a child, to know and understand that, then spread on. 
Come on. Because you don't <laughs> know awesome. who you you don't know whose life you're going to touch even as a child. And I've yeah. seen children who know the mm. word of God that's actually speaking and teaching the word of God. And I'm amazed because I'm like, Lord, how do they even have that understanding? But I also believe in my heart that that understanding is not coming from their mortal yeah. being. It's coming mm-hmm. from Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. Perfectly said. Thank you. You can continue, Denise. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, I was just saying that when I was a young child, I went to church. I, I knew who the Lord was. And let me tell you, the one thing that really pressed that, that really pressed upon me was um, I'm not sure if you know about this movie. There was a movie done years ago called The Rapture. Right. And I remember my church showing this movie called The Rapture. And all I knew was this. This is my message as a child. Good is not good enough. If you think you're just good, and if you think you're you think you're good and you think you're going to go to heaven, you are mistaken. You need to be saved, and the only way to, for salvation is through Jesus Christ. I understood that as a child. I understand that I need to repent. I need to believe in Jesus. Oh, by the way, I need to be baptized too. And so that's how my life expanded on my understanding of who Jesus was and what will happen. You know, and and then even then, even as a child, even understanding that and even growing up, do you know when you don't have a lot of understanding of the word of God? I remember there were so many years I was afraid to even dive into the book of Revelations, dive into the book of having that understanding because it is interesting. You kind of stay away from it, right? (laughs) When you're not doing right and when you're Mm -hmm. not walking right as a young adult, you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, you know, am I going to go to hell? And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm doing so many things wrong. And now I'm about to read about what could, what will happen. So um, that's kind of how my story uh, turned out as far as a young adult. And as far as having an understanding of the word of God and who God is and was in my life as a child. Wow. And progressing forward a little bit. So from that moment, making that decision as a child, kind of walking in the faith throughout your life, which you, it kind of sounds like you didn't have to experience the world to find the Lord, which is amazing, which I didn't have that experience. I was in the world and then found him after the world. And so it's amazing that you had that experience first. How, how did this affect your, your life moving forward? You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you tired of negative thought patterns holding you back? Tune in to Your Thought Life Mindset Podcast, hosted by Michael Anderson. Discover the transformative power of mindfulness, cognitive behavioral therapy, and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode provides actionable steps to break free from limiting beliefs, achieving your goals, and unlock your full potential. Take control of your thoughts and create a mindset for success. Listen now on your favorite podcast platform. Are you looking for a way to gain access to groundbreaking, clinically proven products that affiliates an opportunity to create the holy grail of entrepreneurism and residual income? Then Theon Global has everything that you need. Whether you're a verified influencer or a curious adventurer, Theon Global will meet your ambition and help you unlock your unlimited potential. Simply join, share, and earn. Find more information at thehealthplace.theonglobal.com. Moving forward, I can't even tell you that I was literally seeking God when I was still a young adult. I really was not. I was really trying to do what everyone else was doing in the world, not really doing too many bad things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't get into like the drug culture and other the, of those other things, but I still mm-hmm. wasn't being obedient to seeking God and following his word and following what I knew to be doing right. Man, I was convicted every weekend. 
because I knew good and well, why aren't you at church today? Well, I can make any type of excuse there is, but the truth was I was not seeking mm -hmm. God the way I was supposed to be seeking God. And you know, when I hear those transformational messages, as far as um, those who were in the world heavily, in the world heavily in indoctrin indoctrinated into the things of the world and had this amazing miracle turnaround. Oh my God. I love hearing the testimonies from people because it means so much to those people who are still in the world and who need to have the understanding of not the religion, but the relationship, yeah. you know, and how much he loved us and his sacrifice for us because of that love. Amazing. Amazing. And let's talk a little bit about the book. What led you to write this book? Well, I had started writing this book back in 2005, to be honest with you. I had gotten ill. I, I had gotten really sick and I was I ended up in ICU and I actually wrote about it in a book. Ended up in ICU. Coming out, I started a journal. I started a journal about everything that I was experiencing. And then I started asking questions like, well, well, why do I think the way I think? Well, why do, if you say something to me and I take it the wrong way, maybe I won't say anything to you, but I'm really mm -hmm. feeling that. Why, why, why am I the way I am? And why do things happen the way they happen? And I started really seeking God about um, disappointments and, and my growth and where I was. And over the years, I continued to seek from that from that perspective, and I started to write. The Lord had given me the title. I had, I had the title. I had all the chapters in a book, but I could not really step forward and walk those titles out. When I tried to write the titles out, like the very first one, and I was writing about my story as a child and looking out the window, and I'm talking to Jesus, and I'm saying, "Oh Lord, I know, I know Jesus, I know you love me." but I don't know if anyone else loves me. I was being so honest and I wanted to be transparent. I wanted to be honest. And so what happened was I allowed my husband to read the first chapter. That's the only chapter I wrote. I didn't even write anything else. I just started writing. I didn't really know what I was doing. And he said, well, Denise, um, this is really good. He said, but I'm just concerned that your mom may be upset or, or hurt by what you're saying. And I said to him, well, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm not trying to cast any type of blame. I'm just writing my perspective of a child's point of view on what they received or did not receive and how now looking back, I see how important that is, especially with, with what we don't always receive. And so I put the book down. I stopped writing. Um, there were times I would pick it back up. I would go through the chapters on my computer. You know, I had everything on the computer and I had them all listed out. And I, I might have scripture. I might want to stick some scripture underneath the, the title about rejection or uh, get some more word and put it under disappointment. And then I would go back and start making all kinds of little corrections to that one chapter I had written. That's all I have written. But then I never went forward with it. I was afraid to continue to go on because I needed to dive down into who I was who I was created to be and come up with that understanding as God gave it to me. As I always say, I was still emerging and I'm still emerging just like most mm -hmm. of us, but I mm -hmm. had to discover that and be okay. I had to be okay with sharing who I was, sharing my thoughts, sharing the disappointments, sharing the mistakes, sharing the things that I didn't understand. And you know how sometimes you cannot understand that or a question or something like that, but you don't want anyone to know you don't understand because you don't yeah. want to look like a wow, go they're... along with it. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of go along, shake your head. Like you got it. No, good and well, you don't have anything. So mm -hmm. I didn't want all, because I was writing about, it, I was pouring my heart out and I wanted to be able to be a blessing to someone that needed to read it. Someone else that needed to, to, to understand that it's okay to not understand. 
It's okay to be unhappy. It's okay to feel like the world is just kicking you down the street. It's okay. But when you're a child of God, we know who whose we are and we know what to do with that. And I needed to write that out as far as what to do with it, the scripture relating to it and how to overcome those things. Because no matter what, every human, you're going to go through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're talking about identity, the, the importance of identity and understanding right. we are created in Christ Jesus. He's the That's only one that right. can determine who we are, right? Not based on what I think about myself or what my wife says about me or my friends or my parents exactly. or my enemies. It's who God says I am that matters, That's right. right? That's right. And, and so, we need to understand that. And a lot of times mm -hmm. we don't understand that. When, you, when yeah. you don't know who you are, you will accept everything that the world gives you telling you who you are and what you should do as opposed yeah. to listening to the father who created you and put the identity and the purpose in you to start off with. Mm -hmm. And what happens when we understand this? What happens? What happens when we understand this is our whole world opens up because then it allows you to say, you know what? The thing you don't, you don't just fall for things. You don't fall for the tricks of the enemy. It's mm -hmm. kind of, well, I'm not going to say you don't fall for it, but it makes it a little bit harder to fall for it if you're totally trusting God, seeking his word and seeking after him for all these things that start coming our way, because things will continue to come your way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean, you know, being a believer doesn't mean our life is just this wonderful little bed of roses. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. Life still happens to us. Life still happens to our family. Situations we don't like come about. People say things to us that we disagree with or, or we don't like. Situations happen where you might, you know, trauma lose a job, things still happen, but yet we still have to walk the walk and go on with it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest temptation to judge our, our happiness, to judge our life based yes. on the circumstances or based on what people say. Right. I think you're exactly right. It's right, so common right. to do this. It's natural that's right. to, to want to judge. Oh, wow. I messed up today. I, I'm horrible. You know, what, what does God say about me? No, you're not horrible. I love you. You're created in my image. You know, I was walking that's, right with you. You're all right. Get back up. Try again. Dust it off. You know, those things. That's, that's what God right. says to me anyway. That's so right. come on. Amen. I think it's so important to understand our identity in the Lord. I was reading yesterday. Yesterday I was reading in reference to the prodigal son in Luke. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the prodigal son. The parable was written just to show us how much God loves us. Just to show us we can't mess up so much where he will still not love us and save us when we call on him, when we turn around and yep. repent of our sins and come back. When we come back, just like the father, open arms. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. he went out there, party and spent all the money, don't have no food, you know, taking care of the pigs. The pigs are eating better than he is. And he's mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, the servants that were for my father, they eat better than I do. I think I'm going to go back and just ask him if I could just work for him. You know, I, if I could just be a servant. He, his mind was not even to come back as a son in his rightful place. His, his, his mindset was to come back with his head bowed as a servant and beg, you know, beg to have a place there so he won't be cold and so he'll have food. That's just how much God loves us. He doesn't see us coming back with our head down. He wants our head held high up, knowing that Jesus went to the cross for us. Yep. Yeah. And the, the parable before that one was talking about the prodigal of the lost sheep and the lost coin. And yes, just yes, like if the coin exactly. is missing, if the, if the exactly. sheep is lost, he's coming after you. You, you can't hide coming. from the Lord. That's you right. can't hide. That's how much we matter. Yep. That's how much we matter. It's amazing. Yep. It's amazing. And this, I love to preach this. So you, you touched on something awesome there, but that Luke 15, I love to preach out of this because it's the three parables that Jesus used to describe his love for us, right? right? That he's that's coming right. after us. But as That's Jesus right. is leaving the 99 to get the one, he turns to us and says, hey, come with me. Follow That's me. Right. He's not leaving us. He's inviting us. He's not us leaving. That's I'm right. I'm a missionary. That's right. So I, I love Amen. to preach that. 
you got to go. You have to go with Jesus and, and exactly. The lost you can't just exactly. let him go alone. So that's right. That's right. I love it. That's our purpose too. Mm-hmm. Elaborate a little bit on your thoughts on the how how words shape our life and the importance of guarding them because it's the words we're, we're talking about that so much. The words are so important. Oh my gosh! Do you know it was years. It was years when I learned that years ago, when I learned that it was a pastor preaching about how important words are, how we shape our world, our world with Mm -hmm. our words, how our words have life. And if you don't want it, I literally have on my desk on my thing, speak what you seek until you see what you said, because every word out of our mouth, we are creating our world. Say it again. Say it again. Speak what you seek until you see what you said, because here's the thing, every word out of your mouth you will eventually see what you've created out of your mouth. And even with our mindset and our thoughts and our beliefs, when we allow faulty thoughts to be in our in our mind and in our head, and we then start speaking those thoughts that have now germinated, we're now creating that world. So if it's messed up, it's going to continue to be messed up, and it might be even a little bit worse. But when we concentrate and focus on the word of God and focus on those things that are good and pure and, and perfect and, and un, 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 uninhibited, you know, these are the things that we're supposed to think on. And this is how we transform our mind too, with the word of God. Words are so important. So important. Yeah. yeah it's so, it's so easy to let those negative words come out too. Yeah. You know, like they just slip out and sometimes you don't even notice, but you're exactly right. That's speak right. and what you speak will, will come into fruition. And so I also exactly think right. people think that some words are so flippant, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be conscious of all words. You know, uh, you know, certain ones that say, oh, I'm going to, you know, die and, you know, that mm-hmm. type of terminology. These are things that you just should not even be saying about yourself yeah. wow. or your children wow. or your children. Mm-hmm. I'm learning you know? that right now. My boy is one year and three months old and like just saying little things like, oh, he's being crazy right now. Like, wow, why am I saying that? You know, and, and then right. he, it's like he gets crazier when That's I say right. things like You that. don't want him to be that way. No, I don't want him That's to be right. that way. So, yeah. That's right. Oh. Our words are so valuable, so important. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Give us some practical steps or strategies that we can use or you would suggest to our audience today to change our mindset and experience transformation in our lives. You know what? In order to change your mindset, you have to want to change. You have to go deep within. You have to see God because you have to know that if, if unless you want things to stay the way they are, you have to pivot and you have to want desire to have that change in your life. You have to start by reading positive. You have to start by praying. You have to start by seeking God. You have to start by asking Holy Spirit to operate through you and in you and teach you. And, that you, and on top of that, you have to ask for godly wisdom. The word of God tells us if you lack wisdom to ask for it and he will give it to us. So you have to start, number one, you have to desire and know that you need to change. You know, I, I do a, my, my speaking deals with pivot in the pause. Pivot in the pause means the pause of life, whatever that pause is. Pause could be the change that you need to have. Pause could be a trauma situation that happened. Pause could be... Um, a death of someone, unfortunately. Pause could be you lost a job. And now what are you going to do? Well, you know what? You got to pivot. You got to make a decision to make the necessary change in order mm-hmm. to do what you need to do wow. for the better. I'm trying to think of some of those pause moments in my life that w- it's never when we're ready. We're never ready for that. It's pause never. Moment. No, no. Mm-hmm. It, and change is not easy. And most people yeah. do not want to change. Why should I change? You know how hard it is to change? Just the phantom wanting to change. Yeah. 
It's nasty. Who wants to do that? It's, Who it's wants gross. to do that? We don't want to do it. You know, and it's yeah. scary. And it can be mm -hmm. scary, especially if you're talking about a job loss or you yeah. have to move or something that's that really, you know, something traumatic that really happened. No one wants to see those type of things happen in their life. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, we live in a world where those things will happen. Yeah. What are some of the biggest like setbacks you see from the people that you're working with and coaching in this area? Maybe it's unbelief in themselves. Mm -hmm. Or being afraid, or being afraid, fear, mm -hmm. because fear will keep you from moving forward into what God is calling you to 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 come into, you know what He has for you. And I even dealt with that myself as far as um, imposter syndrome, you know, um, not believing that I was enough, you know. Mm -hmm. And people have the same thing. I don't believe that I'm worthy enough to do this. Who who am I to to do this? Who am I to write this? Who am I to try to help someone else? If you've gone through it and you've come through it, you don't stay in it, you've come through it, then yeah. yes, my dear, you can help someone else do the same thing. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between fear and like, let me, let me give you a different example. Like God has called you to something and you're afraid, but what's the balance of fear versus trusting him? Where do we find that place of, yes, it's wow. still, it's still scary moving forward, but it is from God. Like what's that yeah. look like? Yeah. It, well, you know what? Let me look at, let me think about that. I think that if you are trusting and believe in God for, for what he's called us to do, that, that I think that's where faith comes along. Because mm -hmm. when we have faith in God and faith in the word of God, even though it can be fearful and we can be afraid, our when we line up our faith with the word, we have to walk that walk on the faith side, even when we're afraid. So it's not like it's, I don't look at it as a natural fear. Because my faith has to be stronger than what that fear is. My faith has to be that God got me. My faith has to be that this is what Holy Spirit is telling me to do. My faith has to stay, say that no matter what it may look like in the natural, this is where God has me to go. And this is what he has me to do. Even when I, I another, can't see the end. I have another question, kind of what we were speaking about earlier about the positive words. What's the difference between naming and claiming gospel versus speaking positively into your situation? I think when you're speaking positively into your situation, you have to have the word of God to back it up. Mm -hmm. You can't just, I don't think that you can just name it, claim it and million all dollars because, tomorrow. Yeah, you know? buddy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. buddy. I think you have to <laughs> have stand the word on of God the word of God. Yeah, good. and back it up. Back it up. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're talking about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, mm -hmm. I thank you, God, that I am strong, you know, strong in your might, and I'm going to conquer this because your word tells mm -hmm. me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I know I can do this. I know I can get this done. Lord, I know that you're with me, walking me and guiding me through it because you're the one that placed this in my life and in my heart in the first place. That's good. That's good. God has the best for us in every situation. It's easy to say it, but it's harder to walk it out when something bad happens, like you were saying earlier, the pause yeah. and pivot, right? So how do we walk through the pause and pivot, trusting that God has my best through that? Yeah, it's not it's not easy because when things who no one wants their spouse to pass away, no mm -hmm. one wants bad things to happen, no one wants traumatic things to happen. But when we're trusting and believing, the word of God says that he will take what has happened for our bad and he will turn it around for our good and he will receive the glory from it. And that's what we have to keep in our mind, and that's what we have to keep in our heart. Is it easy? No. I can't say it's easy. There's been times that I doubted myself too, like not myself, but in what I'm supposed to do. And if it's a bad situation happening, I'm like, but Lord, number one, there's an adversary out there whose main job and position is to kill, steal, and destroy yep. everything that God loves. And it is 
to, to kill, steal, and destroy the children of God as well. So therefore, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen that we don't like. Things are going to happen that we did not phantom or, or create, should I say, but it happens anyway. And as yeah. children of God, we're like, man, you know, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, but all this is still happening. You know, all this bad, all I see is bad. We have got to push past that and continue to serve God, no matter what the distractions may look like, because a lot of it is distractions. Mm-hmm. Just keep going, and the, keep going. And distractions going, will take going. our focus off of God. I have yeah. a, a little saying is called focus on God, F-O-G, fog. In the fog, fog <laughs> in the fog, you can't see out in advance. In the fog, when you're driving, you can only see what's right in front of you. You can't use your high beams. That doesn't do anything but making everything, you know, you can't really tell what's out there. You can't see all you can see is the fog. But when we focus on what's in front of us and our main target has to be the Lord, we focus on God, no matter every little step of the way, as opposed to looking all the way out there, what's going to happen, what should be happening. Don't just take baby steps and just focus on God. Every little step you take, every small step you take, fog because that's all you can see in the fall all you can do is just drive drive and maintain and maintain and don't look to the left don't look to the right keep your focus straight so therefore yeah. don't look to the left don't look to the right keep your focus on god sometimes i'm i'm thankful for the fog because if god gave me the destination and he's like all right this is where we're going you got to be there at this time i'll be like all right let's go oh wait where where where, where are you you know i i need him i need that fog i need to focus on you god need to right in front this. of me right yeah, right for sure. when we don't have it we're concentrating, we're focusing on ourselves because now it looks like, oh, I can just do this myself. I got a lot of good ideas. I mean, yeah, I got, yeah, I got this, ideas. I got this, but we're not filtering through, filtering them through who we should be filtering them mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Great. Do you have any amazing testimonies that you've, you've had from working with different people through coaching? Well, I don't really have like amazing, amazing testimonies. Um, a couple of the ones that I do have have to do with people just understanding who they are. And my thing is when it comes to understanding who you are, it's when you're searching, you're not asking me, mm-hmm. you're literally having to turn to the creator to find out who you are and then believe that, believe and come to understand what he says about you and who you says. And then after that, we can start moving because then after that, we can start lining up and doing those things that he's placed in your heart. And I'm just here to support you to say, yeah. okay, did you do it? You know, accountability, just to do the accountability so and just to say, so I'm here for you. But you, but at the end of the day, you still have to trust God to do everything that he's given you to do, mm-hmm. but you still have to do the work because it's not yeah. going to just magically happen for you. Denise, I'm going to disagree with you because that is super good news. When you can point someone to the creator and they understand <laughs> who they are. I mean, that's, yes, ex- that's, that's a great testimony. Exactly. Exactly. You know? exactly. So I just want to put this in a little bit for our audience. They're very, very aware of my testimony, but just to connect with what you're saying here, seven years ago or eight years ago now, I was a drug addict at a teenager. Yeah. And I understood my identity after that. I went through an addiction program focused on Christ. I understood my identity and that changed my world. When I understood Mm. I was not by what I've experienced, not by what I've done, but who God says I am. And it changed me forever. And so everything you're saying today, I mean, that's a huge part of my life is understanding who I am. And I can't dictate my life or who I am, my standards mm-hmm. based on what the world says. It's only who God says that I am. So that's right. Thank you so That's much right. for, for writing this book, for bringing all this information to us. Go Amen. ahead, Denise, go ahead. Amen. I was going to say you took the labels off because mm-hmm. the, the experience you went so through true. is not who you are. The mm-hmm. experience you went through is not who you was. Take the labels off. And he took those labels off of you, praise God. And you identified with it and you believed his word for your life. 
You know? How awesome is that? And don't get me wrong. The, the consequences were, I'm still paying yeah. for some of the consequences, yeah, right? Those, but they will still be there. They'll still be but there. My but my God, yeah. still look where you are yeah. and what mm -hmm. he's done. You know, the consequences will still be there, but even in the consequences, he's still with you and he'll yeah. still get you through that. Yeah. And man, you know? things have changed so much after I understood who I was. Now I'm a yes. missionary, you know, I'm married. I have a son. All the Amen. things have changed completely. Your so I just whole wanna, world has changed. That's that's true. So I want to give our audience encouragement today. Understand who you are. If you don't know who you are today, simply ask the Lord. That's Understand right. who you are in the Lord and, and back it up with scripture, of course, just like Denise was saying. And mm -hmm. so thank you so much. If you could tell us where we can find your book and your, also your website as well. Absolutely. Well, my books are on Amazon, um, but you can also get them on my website. It's just deniseharvey.com, just deniseharvey.com. And also we have a new book too. I was with um, 11 other kingdom women, 11 other kingdom women. And uh, we, we, we have a book called Unlock Your Voice. It's already an Amazon bestseller. And all of us contributed to this book. And my chapter actually is called Pivot in the Pause. Oh, yeah, I see this on your site here. You also have another book as well, right? This is not, yes, your, these are not yes, your only I, two books. No, I have a children's book also called Growing Up Sassafras, Where Is My Daddy? And that oh. right there is a sweet, sweet story. The title will make you think it's one way, but the book is about another thing. So I enjoy writing that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So and I have two I just more wanna, coming up. You have two more. So this always yeah. happens. You write one and... It yeah, yeah. Well, I have a children, another children's book is called Hurting Little Hearts. I Miss My Mommy, because what mm -hmm. I did with the children's book is I wanted to write a series of books that deal with real world things that happen to our babies and things that are important to God and how we can teach and, and teach our children about faith in God, about believing in God, about about letting them know how much he loves them and hears them as well. So I want to write these stories. And there's a little boy in uh, Sassafras um, and his name is Jeremiah. And he lost his mom. So he's really sad. And because she's her, his friend, she comes alongside him and she just blesses him and, you know, just encourages him. And so then I had people asking me about Jeremiah's story. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, it, <laughs> it opened up a door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, well, they want to know about Jeremiah and what happens to him afterwards. So that, that's when I started writing Hurting Little Hearts. Amazing. Well, God bless you on your future projects because what you're doing here sounds amazing. The things that you're doing, the way that you're helping people to continue to find their identity. So again, thank you, Denise, so much for what you're doing and joining us thank today you. on the episode. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, that would be excellent. Oh, Dallas, thank you. I would love to do that for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we come before you. First, give you praise and honor for this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you blessed us that open our eyes, Lord God, to see this day. Father God, we repent of our sins, Lord God. We are so sorry. And we ask you just to keep us, Lord God, keep our families, Lord God. Father God, I pray for Dallas. I pray for his ministry. I pray for his missionary work. I pray for his family, Lord God, that you will cover and keep him, Lord God, as he continues to go out and do what you've given him to do. Father God, we will continue to bless your name, to give you all glory and all praise. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. 
with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.